Wisdom from Above with Dr. Harlan Betts. Merry Christmas, my podcast friends. Welcome to Wisdom from Above, where we go beyond the reasoning of man to the revelation of God. A few days before Christmas, two ladies were downtown window shopping. They were enjoying all the Christmas sights and sounds and decorations. They saw scenes of Santa and his elves. They saw scenes of Frosty and the snowmen and the children. They saw scenes of Rudolph and the reindeer. Then they came upon a storefront that was displaying the manger scene with clay figures of Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus. One of the ladies turned to the other and said very disgustedly, Well, look at that. Can you believe it? Now the church is trying to horn in on Christmas. What? What? Have we fallen this far in our understanding of the true meaning of Christmas? The real meaning of Christmas is not the coming of Santa. Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. So many people want to push Christ out of Christmas. Some cities have outlawed manger scenes and other decorations that highlight the birth of Christ. Some people have even suggested dropping the name Christmas and just changing the name to Winter Holiday. Can you imagine celebrating Christmas without recognizing Christ? I can't even begin to imagine how sad and how empty this holiday would be if I were celebrating Christmas without acknowledging that it is Christ's birthday. And yet, many leftists are trying to celebrate this holiday season without acknowledging that it is Christmas. They won't call it a Christmas tree. They call it a holiday tree. They won't wish you a Merry Christmas. They just say, Happy Holidays. They want to make it nothing more than a shopping holiday centered around the mythology of Santa and Rudolph, the elves and Frosty, mistletoe and malls. Can you imagine Frank Sinatra singing, Have yourself a merry little holiday. No. Can you imagine Amy Grant singing, Rockin' around the holiday tree. No. Can you imagine Bing Crosby singing? I'm dreaming of a white holiday. No. Can you imagine Elvis singing? I'll have a blue holiday without you. No. It's not just a holiday. It's Christmas. It's Christ's birthday. Those who simply sing, We wish you a happy holiday, might as well be singing, We wish you a happy hollow day. Because when you take Christ out of Christmas, you've removed the reason for the season. Those who take Christ out of Christmas have sucked all the life and meaning right out of this very special holiday. 
and then it becomes a hollow day, a birthday that ignores the person who was born. Fred Jarvis puts it this way, Suppose it were your birthday and all your friends would come and gather around your fireplace there in your happy home. They come with smiles and gladness and bring their presents too, but when they start to share them, there's not a one for you. They give them to each other a grand and costly lot, but for the guest of honor, they somehow just forgot. You say such things can't happen, nor should it be. It seems so crude and cruel for folks like you and me. But friends, have you considered just this is what men do? Not, of course, to humans, but of our Lord, it's true. We celebrate his birthday with all our pomp and style, but give to one another and grieve him all the while. Tis Christ we claim to honor at this glad Christmas time. Don't spend on friends your dollars and give him just a dime. To give to one another indeed is very nice. But best of all to Jesus, for him let's sacrifice. His cause too long has suffered by thoughtless, selfish men. Let's bring to Christ the fruit, first fruits and give our best to him. That is a great poem. I have uh, slightly altered and adapted the following Christmas poem to emphasize this same point, the point that we should not leave Christ out of Christmas. It was the night before Christmas and all through the town. Not a sign of baby Jesus was anywhere to be found. The people were all busy with holiday chores, like decorating and baking and shopping in stores. No one sang away in a manger, no crib for a bed. Instead, they sang of Santa dressed up in bright red. Mama watched Rachel Ray, Papa tried to nap, as hour upon hour the presents they'd wrap. When what from the TV came to their ears, except an ad which told of the big sale at Sears. So away to the mall they flew like a flash, buying things on credit and others with cash. And as they made their way home from the mall, did they think about Jesus? Oh no, not at all. Their lives were so busy with their holiday thing, they had no time to remember Christ Jesus the King. There were presents to wrap and cookies to bake. They couldn't pause to remember the one who died for their sake. To pray to the Savior, they had no time to stop because they needed more time to shop till they drop. On Walmart, on Kmart, on Target, on Pennies, on Hallmark, on Zales, a quick lunch at Denny's. From the big stores downtown to the stores at the mall, they would dash away, dash away, and chop at them all. And up on a roof there arose such a clatter as Grandpa hung lights with his brand new step ladder. He hung lights that flashed, he hung lights that twirled, Yet he never prayed to Jesus, the light of the world. Forgotten was the Savior, no celebration for him, no remembrance of Jesus, no carol, no hymn. But Christmas is really about the gift of God's Son. He came to die in our place for the sins that we've done. Christ's eyes, how they twinkle. Christ's spirit, how merry. Christ's love, how enormous all our burdens he'll carry. So instead of being busy, overworked, and uptight, let's put Christ back in Christmas and share his true light. Oh, my podcast friends, it is imperative 
that we understand the reason for the season. The angel made it clear to the shepherds when he declared this birth announcement, recorded in the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, and this is the revelation of God. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This, my friends, is going beyond the reasoning of men to the revelation of God. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Christmas is all about the miraculous virgin birth of Jesus who came to earth to be our Savior. Christmas is a time of love and joy. It's a time of love because God loved us so much he sent his only Son. It's a time of joy because the gift of Jesus was announced as the good news of great joy for all people. Good news of great joy for all people. Christmas is a time of giving gifts and receiving gifts. Primarily, God gave the gift of Jesus, and he wants us to receive Jesus. Those who are wise will recognize the reason for the season. In our last podcast, we discovered that the wise men knew the reason for the season. Their gift of gold indicated they recognized Jesus' royalty. He was the glorious coming king predicted in Isaiah 9.6. Their gift of frankincense indicated they recognized Jesus' divinity. He was the virgin-born Emmanuel, God, with us, predicted in Isaiah 7.14. Their gift of myrrh indicated they recognized Jesus' humanity. He was the sacrificial suffering Savior, predicted in Isaiah chapter 53. We discovered that wise men still seek Jesus, desiring to meet him and to know him personally. We discover that wise men still worship Jesus, bowing before him, loving and adoring him. We discover that wise men still give gifts to Jesus, giving him their lives and their best. A woman was Christmas shopping with her two children. After many hours of walking down row after row of toys, and after hours of hearing both her children asking for almost everything they saw on those shelves, she finally made it to the store elevator with her two children in hand. She was feeling what so many of us feel during this holiday season time of the year. The desire to get the perfect gift for every single person on our list. The pressure to go to every party. The expectation to taste all the food. The fear of forgetting anyone on your list. And the importance of carving out time to respond to everyone who gave gifts or sent cards. Finally, the elevator doors opened, revealing the elevator was nearly full. She pushed her way in, dragging her two kids and her shopping bags in with her. As the door closed, she couldn't take it anymore, and she blurted out, Whoever started this whole Christmas thing should be found, strung up, and shot. From the back of the elevator, 
a man responded in a quiet, calm voice. Don't worry, ma'am. We've already crucified him. The rest of the trip down was so quiet you could have heard a pin drop. Everyone on the elevator realized the truth of what was spoken by that man. Don't forget this year to keep the one who started this whole Christmas thing in your every thought, deed, purchase, and word. Jesus is the reason for the season. I want to close this Christmas podcast with a true story from Guidepost's Christmas Treasury. For years now, whenever Christmas pageants are talked about in a certain little town in the Midwest, someone is sure to mention the name of Wallace Perling. Wally's performance in one annual production of the Nativity Play has slipped into the realm of legend. But the old-timers who were in the audience that night never tire of recalling exactly what happened. Wally was nine that year, and in the second grade, though he should have been in the fourth. Most people in town knew that he had difficulty in keeping up. He was big and clumsy, slow in mind and movement. Still, Wally was well-liked by all the other children in his class, all of whom were smaller than Wally. He was always helpful, willing, and smiling. He was a natural protector of the underdog. Wally fancied the idea of being a shepherd in the Christmas pageant that year, but the play's director assigned him to a more important role. After all, she reasoned, the innkeeper did not have too many lines, and Wally's size would make his refusal of lodging to Joseph more forceful. And so it happened that the usual large partisan audience gathered for the town's Christmas pageant of the shepherds and wise men and sheep and cattle and Joseph and Mary and a whole stage full of children. No one on stage or off was more caught up in the magic of that night than Wallace Perling. They said later that he stood in the wings and watched the performance with such fascination that from time to time the director had to make sure he didn't wander on stage before his cue. Then came the time when Joseph appeared, slowly, tenderly guiding Mary to the door of the inn. Joseph knocked hard on the wooden door set into the painted backdrop. Wally, the innkeeper, was there waiting. What do you want? Wally said, swinging the door open with a brusque gesture. We seek lodging, Joseph said. Wally looked straight ahead, but spoke vigorously. Seek it elsewhere. The inn is filled. There's no room in this inn for you. And Wally looked properly stern. Please, good innkeeper, Joseph pled. This is my wife, Mary. She's heavy with child and needs a place to rest. Surely you must have some small corner for her. She is so tired. Now, for the first time, the innkeeper relaxed his stiff stance and looked down at Mary. There was a long pause, long enough to make the audience a bit tense. The prompter whispered from the wings, No! Be gone! 
No, Wally replied automatically. Be gone. Joseph sadly placed his arm around Mary. Mary laid her head on his shoulder, and the two of them started to move away. But Wally did not return inside his inn. Wally stood there in the doorway, watching the forlorn couple. His mouth was open, his brow creased with concern, his eyes filling unmistakably with tears. And suddenly, this Christmas pageant became different from all others. Don't go, Joseph, Wally called out. Bring Mary back. And Wally's face grew into a bright smile. You can have my room. (sighs) What a sweet, sweet heart. Some people in town thought that the pageant had been ruined. Yet there were others, many others, who considered it the best of all Christmas pageants they had ever seen. Wally's heart was right. Is yours? Is there room in your heart for Jesus? Philip Brooks put it this way in his Christmas carol. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessing of his heaven. No Irma here is coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us. Abide with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. My dear podcast friends, I want to just encourage you to make sure there's room for Jesus in your heart. Make sure there's room for Jesus in your home. Make sure there is room for Jesus in your Christmas celebration. Take time to love on Him and worship Him this Christmas. As the songwriter put it, Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Don't leave Christ out of Christmas. For many years, the Chicago Daily News carried a Christmas cartoon drawn by Von Schumacher, Nobel Prize-winning cartoonist. The cartoon had a rough sketch of a Christmas tree. And underneath the Christmas tree was one Lone gift. And it was marked eternal life. Scrawled through the tree were these words. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but has everlasting life. As I mentioned, underneath the tree was one lone package, a package entitled Eternal Life. The title of the cartoon was The Untaken Gift. The Untaken Gift. God so loves you that He gave His only begotten Son that if you would believe in Him, you would not perish but would have eternal life. Have you taken that gift, the free gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ? If not, I encourage you to take it now. Trust in Christ who loves you, laid down his life for you, died in your place, paid for your sins, and rose from the dead. Trust in Christ and receive that free gift of eternal life. Thank you again for joining me for this Wisdom from Above podcast. Please feel free to share this podcast on your Facebook page or your Instagram site or in your messages to family and friends. I love to get your comments and your feedback. You can leave comments below or you can email me at harlanbetts at gmail.com. I hope to meet with you again this next week as we continue looking at dangers infiltrating the church. So this is Dr. Harlan Betts wishing you a very blessed Christmas season and a happy new year. Thank you for participating with me in this passionate quest for wisdom from above.